Welcome to the Alexis Pereira program. I'm your host, Alexis Pereira. With me as always, the, uh, gosh, let me see, the Corey Hyam to my Corey Feldman, <laughs> Alex Estrada. Alex, how are you, buddy? Uh, I'm, I'm okay. I'm okay. Did you give me the one, uh, Corey Haim, uh, did you give me the one that's dead? Yeah. The, <laughs> okay, just making sure. You know, I don't know. It tracks. Um, so gosh, you, uh, you have been, had a busy week here. Uh, which state did Trump put you in? Is he Maricopa, <laughs> Maricopa County or, you know, we're, we're, right? we're trying to count all the legally cast ballots here. You know, we've, I got some, uh, you know, I found a, uh, a postal worker with a missing eye who says that he's ready to blow this thing wide open. So I, you just keep, keep watching the skies, watch the courts. I just Tell love you. that. Uh, I mean, he's Laura Ingram. She has this person all in black, you know, uh, talking about how she saw these uh, ballots uh, missing or whatever. And, uh, you know, you know who might protect you if you uh, had that? Uh, it might be the uh, President Trump. Uh, <laughs> I'm sure <laughs> President Trump would be interested in hearing about this. The guy, yeah, the I'm guy sure calling the shots at the, at the literal Justice Department <laughs> might be very interested in, uh, so in what you have to say. This is so dangerous. I can't be public, but I saw some people stealing ballots. I can't tell anybody. Even Trump will kill me if I find if he finds out about this. Come on, you know you have Q against the twenty-five other letters of the alphabet. So you know well, it's stacked, stacked game. Yeah. Is it twenty-five? Is it twenty-six in total? There are twenty-six letters in the uh, <laughs> in the alphabet. I never. I never. Which one's twenty-six? Is it numbers or letters? I never. Uh, oh my gosh, Jeez. boy! Uh, oh, yeah, yeah. Well, you know what? I by the way, I have had a great week myself. Uh, I don't know if you know this. Uh, I funnier die named me one of the emerging Latino talents of twenty twenty, which is almost as good as a regular talent. Wow, yeah, Emer yeah, an so, emerging talent. That's right. Uh, my question is always like, you know, with, when I hear emerging talent, I always wonder, is it like, oh, from under a rock? Uh, <laughs> the, primor <laughs> the primordial ooze? Uh, <laughs> Look, where? you know, hey, you know what? Uh, Jesus emerged from the rock or behind the rock after three days, right? Like <laughs> it was three that. days, so, yeah. Uh, I think, you know, I basically lived my life just kind of like Jesus did. You know, I was doing my thing. I had a 12 <laughs> followers on Twitter. You're 30. Yeah, you're 33. Uh, yeah. <laughs> and then, bam, you know, I did the whole big shebang. And, and, and you know, and uh, also, same week, Vulture said my Cuomo uh, sketch, funniest ske one of the funniest sketches of October. Wow. So, That's a, it's a shame the month is over. You know, <laughs> it's a new month. <laughs> this is unbelievable. I'm giving you good news. You're turning into trash. There you like go. Jesus. I'm a Jesus. I turned good news into trash. That's Again, right. I turned my wine into water over here. <laughs> Folks, we have we have a really awesome guest today. I'll tell you. I know I know I always say this every week, but this time I mean it. This guy, I'll tell you, every time he tweets, 10, 12 likes, maybe a retweet. You know, it's incredible. <laughs> Uh, and, uh, you know, that, that's big, big jealous. Oh, there's my cat. Um, he has a webcomic called Uncertain Life. It's pretty cool. And he's a writer on The Tonight Show. Let's uh, bring him on here. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, uh, Tim Barnes. Tim, how are you? Hey, hey, doing well. Thanks for uh, having me on the show. Oh, well, thank you um, for coming by. Yeah, this is exciting. I love this background. Who, who made this art? This is uh, made by Matt Chap. My cat is meowing at me. She just said, "This is Matt Chap, uh, an uh, artist, uh, a really, uh, uh, really good artist. You can check him out on, on Instagram." Nice. Um, yeah, it's pretty cool. It's uh, fine art. It captures Alexis's ability to uh, hold an audience and offend them at the same time. 
<laughs> That's why they listen. That's why they, That's why they listen. I'm the I'm I'm 2020 Don Rickles. Okay. <laughs> yeah, is it is it an audience of people or are those eggs? It, it seems yeah. like maybe you're you're. <laughs> it really is accurate. Yeah, that's right. Um, okay, I, I, let's see if I can make it bigger. Uh, yeah, it is an audience of. Oh yeah, it's it's kind of clear over there. But uh, uh, there are pe- they are people, but uh, they they have no race, they have no gender. Nice. So okay, the way I wish things were. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So you can see my cat here. I'm gonna just. Oh yeah, she's. Oh yeah, she's having a good time out there. Yeah, nice healthy audience. (laughs) Uh, Tim, how has your quarantine gone? It's it's been strange. It's it's been eye opening. It's been it's been just sort of everything. I mean, um, I don't know the last time I did. Like I haven't I haven't ventured out to do to do stand up in any of the like new quarantine shows. Um, the closest thing to it is is maybe me starting to do therapy. I, I, I run bits <laughs> past my my therapist on online. So, does your therapist do it? Like a lot of my friends, whenever they do bits for the therapist, the therapist always goes, "That's so sad." <laughs> <laughs> I think mine um, just like pauses, doesn't say anything specific, doesn't doesn't indicate that it's sad, but just um, you know when it when it tips over a line, just kind of takes note of it mentally. I think. Wow. Yeah, I um I should go to therapy. I think everybody should. It's healthy, you know. And uh, as this person with health insurance, I, it wouldn't be too bad for me. But uh, uh, my need to control really that really clashes uh. with that. But my need to control. So I don't know about. I don't know if that'll. What, what do you mean? Let's unpack this. I'm sorry. I don't. Yeah. I don't know if this is how this usually works. But uh, I find that interesting. You find oh, no, that Tim, therapy. This is this is 100 in it. Uh, turning the tables <laughs> on Alexis and attacking him for the things yeah. he says. Yeah. Just like the poster. <laughs> well, you, you're saying you'd rather be asking your therapist the questions. Is yes, that what I you're would. saying? I would. I would rather. I'd love to hear more from my. And I hear that therapists try to be neutral. They try not to like offer too much. Then I, I would just feel uncomfortable. Huh. You know. Mm-hmm. You should give it a try. Just do do a you know try the first one. See Alexis, how it goes. What, Alexis, what's the what's one of the most uh, notable lines that your therapist has given you? You know, without revealing too much, of course. My therapist? Yeah. I've never gone to therapy. I'm telling yeah, you. Yeah, that's what he's saying. Were you paying attention to anything that Alexis <laughs> just said? I'm sorry, my dog is whining at the door. So I'm like <laughs> trying to follow along and be like, all right, I'm looking for a way to see you. Cut down I thought that was like Tim's like neighbor's dog or something. <laughs> <laughs> Crying. They're doing yeah, a podcast a... in there. <laughs> Stop them. Lassie smells danger. Um, so, yeah, uh, are you um, optimistic about the uh, vaccine or, you know, I mean, no, right now the numbers are really bad, especially in my neighborhood in Astoria, but yeah, it's pretty bad. Yeah, uh, uh, I, that is something I truly don't know how to feel about it. As someone who who doesn't consider uh, himself to be an, an anti-vaxxer, something about a vaccine coming from this administration is really uh, <laughs> challenging my brain. And I keep seeing that it's like a 90%. I don't know what that means. A, a 90%. Um, is that what they're saying? 90 effective. 90% rate? effective. So I think it, it means that in 90% of the cases where a person received the vaccine and then was exposed to the coronavirus, um, they ended up not uh, getting it. Yeah. Okay. So it doesn't mean it only gets rid of 90% of the COVID in your system. Right, right. I don't, yeah, I don't that know. That would be a disaster. That, that, was, that was the other. Yeah, <laughs> yeah you, you can make it on 10%, you know. 
most of the tank is full. Well, no, that was the other. The, they came out this week with that other drug too. That's like eighteen syllables, like the yeah. flamamavav. Yeah, uh, that's <laughs> antiviral. The antiviral, and that's for uh, treating uh, coronavirus cases. Though they say that it really it's for people who were like might have to go to the hospital, so they uh, don't have to, go to the hospital, and it's really going to only be effective and like or a- actively used. Maybe like three to seven percent of cases. So. I find that so strange because they're just like, if it's bad, you can't. It's too late, right? Right. Like, who the fuck is taking? Who the hell's going to the hospital? Not bad, you know. I don't. I, I don't even go when I'm bad. <laughs> uh, like they're just like, you know, if you go to the hospital and you're okay, like you can take it. But uh, yeah, that's um, that was a weird one. Yeah, and that's all I can say. I mean. Um... Uh, you know, there's nothing for me to riff about it. It's just uh... <laughs> <laughs> no riffs. Yeah. Um, are you? Are, how are you? How are you feeling? Is it something that you're um, you're gonna you're gonna take it? You're gonna you're thinking about it? You're, you're so, debating. First of all, I may I I don't trust it. I may not trust it, but I definitely am taking it. Yeah. Just whatever. How I'm soon? Doing. How so immediately? I would be first in line. I would I would definitely go. Okay. Because then, because check it out. You take out the uh, you, you get that coronavirus vaccine, right? Then you just put it online to go, ladies, and Corona free. And All right, you're making it sound cool. That's great. You should be in a commercial for this uh, for this vaccine. That, that's, that's right. A- He's on the Alexis is on that Pfizer Valtrex combo. I tell you what, miracle cocktail. <laughs> ladies, yeah, like a, the Colt Forty Five commercial, but it's for the COVID vaccine. <laughs> you know, I, I, but. I, it would make me feel better. Would just I, I trust these these pharma people. Like they they're they're blood suckers, but they're talented motherfuckers. So yeah, I'm big pharma, aware. small pharma, little pharma. <laughs> That's right. Little pharma X. You know. Thank you. Um, so yeah, I would take it. And so uh, Alex, what about you? Would you take it? Like I think right I'd or? take it. Yeah, yeah. Like, I don't know. I mean, like typically, it's like I, the thing is, it's not like Trump like you know made the virus himself. Right? <laughs> right. No, like, well, he, he did. He, he's in he his base or something like that. No, they poured they poured uh, hundreds of billions of dollars across all these companies. Uh, I read a clarifying post today because uh, uh, before uh, the one of the Pfizer VPs had tried to distance themselves from the warp speed plan, uh, but it came out that the company actually did. Well, yeah, because you know it sounds crazy. Yeah. Uh, nobody wants to be, you know, because, you know, the president was making all these crazy promises about it, but it turns out that they did participate in warp speed. So yeah. it's sort of like, you know, I don't necessarily look at, look at it as like uh, fruit of the poisonous tree or anything. Who is coming? Is there a, a Star Trek next generation fan in the Trump administration who is naming everything? <laughs> at least seven at this point. Fo- his ben focus on, on space and then terms like warp speed and stuff. It's, it's remarkable. I mean, that he's really um, funny. He's, I don't know, like I said, I think he's just a guy who, like, uh, the idea of, like, what was cool and fun sort of ended, like, late 70s, early 80s. So it's just kind of like, oh, yeah, this is, yeah, this is fun. Yeah. Uh, you know, it's something they'll get. Uh, another 20 years, I'm sure he'll come up with references to uh, cyberspace or, you know, whatever, whatever they were saying. Yeah, surfing the net. We, we have an elite squad. Yeah. We have an elite yeah. squad of women who will fight crime. They are the Charlie's Angels. <laughs> They will fight crime. I kind of would like a, an army division called Charlie's Angels. Like, I think that'd be really cool. Oh, actually. you're talking to the right guy. I would love a Charlie. Are you kidding me? Here you go. Hello, Charlie. It's uh, it's three points of Alexis's four-point plan. Oh, my gosh. And they, and they knew how to wear shorts in the 70s, not like today. All right. Did you just look at your cat? <laughs> <laughs> oh, gosh. Um, yeah, that's... Uh, 
neither here nor there. But um, yeah, I, I guess so. I guess we, maybe we'll do like a Alexis Pereira special where you and I are the first two people to take the coronavirus vaccine. That would be fun. <laughs> there I we like go. That. This one was getting a placebo. Yeah, <laughs> they give us a placebo. <laughs> This one's for, oh no, take give them the Latino vaccine. <laughs> um, so, uh, Tim, you I know you're a regular listener to this show. You tell me all the time, oh, yeah. when can you yeah. get me on? I love this show. <laughs> and another thing you always tell me is, God, Alexis, why don't you have your monologue every episode? And I'll tell you, last two episodes, it's true, you were right. Last two episodes, it didn't have a monologue. Folks, I was a little worried about the election, even though I famously bet that Biden would win, and I won my bet against Alex. Uh, and I won, actually won well, five more dollars from somebody else, Chris Thompson. Uh, and another five, actually, from Ann Clark who, at Vulture, and she won't pay up. Um, but uh, I, I bet $15 that Biden would win, and but I was still a little nervous. Now that Biden won, now that there are no more problems in the world, uh, I was ready to lay down and just do my monologue, uh, write my monologue. Uh, and uh, are you guys ready to hear it? Are you guys ready to hear it? Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm yep. listening. Okay. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> nothing else to do. That's what that's what I love to hear. <laughs> Here we go. Here's my monologue. <clears throat> One of my favorite Republican myths is that Democrats don't exist. Every election, they claim Democratic voters are dead, fake, or fake people who have somehow died. The girlfriend I had in middle school got hit by a bus, and she definitely voted for Biden. <laughs> But here's the thing. It sure looks like there are a lot of Democrats out there. According to Pew Research, 33% of registered voters are Democrats, which is more than Republicans have at 29%, while the rest are independents. But here's the thing. Republicans believe they get every Republican vote, which makes sense, every independent vote, which is fine, and a lot of Democratic votes, which is bullshit. They even believe they won people of color because they went up to 12% from 9% four years ago. Okay, I'll give you 12% is more than anybody expected, but you didn't win anything with that. You're celebrating a touchdown when you didn't even make it to the 50-yard line. You made it to the 12-yard line on your own side. And I've seen enough Jets games to know that that's pretty bad. And party loyalty? CNN reports that 97% of Democrats voted for Biden. And 87% of Republicans voted for Trump. And independents? That swung to Biden 73 to 21. So when you play these games saying all these votes have to be fake because Democrats don't exist, remember this, we actually outnumber you. Now, most of us don't have guns and most of us can't do any push-ups, but there are a lot of us and we vote. Now, I open it up to the panel. <laughs> uh, I feel like I've met a lot of Democrats who can who can do push-ups. Uh, that's yeah. If there was a civil war, that's all I'm asking. Here's my panel question. Oh my God. There's a civil, a civil war. Both sides met in a, at Antietam and did push-ups against each other. Who would quit first? Yeah, exactly. Who would quit first? Jesus, Alexis. I, mean, uh, I was going to say these monologues. You needed more numbers in there. I, you know, let <laughs> me do the revive. Fucking talking statistics to me over here. Gee. Well, you know, it's monologue it's by uh, by a Skinner box. What is that? Yeah. <laughs> it's more information than uh, infotainment. That's what I'm I say. Mm. Uh, 
Yeah, you know, they always say that, but I, I also, you know, the the Civil War thing is very funny because it's like, who would, who would fight it? Nobody would care. Yeah. No, they well, they they've run models on this. The you know the army regularly drills on like what will happen in the event of civil unrest. Like because you know they get they have all the money in the world. So you know eventually you run up, you you stop thinking like well, what happened? We went to war with Panama, and you'd say what if there was a civil war at home? And they've actually estimated that a, a majority of the armed forces would uh, desert. Wow. Because there were a civil uh, war. Yeah, for, for a civil war, they say, because they, the thing is, like, uh, you know, folks have been we've sort of been trained and indoctrinated. Uh, it's much easier to make war on a foreign adversary than um, it is to make war on a fellow American. Mm-hmm. And uh, and the thing is, like what the United States would have to do is they they wouldn't deploy uh, people from New York, uh, you know, uh, against New York if New York were to secede. The same way they wouldn't uh, do it, people from Florida against people from Florida. It just it doesn't make any sense. So the problem is you'd have to like basically segregate your armies into a bunch of different units uh, to sort of get the psychological profile that you wanted. But are and you thinking to old school? We have we have robots now. We've got drones. Oh, drone. got, Here we go. You know, is, we're going to be like the Trade Federation and, and the Phantom Menace, you know, <laughs> no, no, landing on Naboo. Okay, <laughs> so I think that adds a. Yeah. <laughs> that is another dimension to war that I don't think we're prepared for, but you know, can you explain the real the, Can you actually explain what the, what the beef was with the trade federation? What, why was it the space taxes? Why were they blocking I, I, that planet? Uh, so 24th uh, guest we've asked to that question. Never know. These are not, these are not uh Lucasfilm people. Apparently yeah. Not. But I think I think it was like uh, there was an embargo of some kind. I think it was over tariffs. I'm pretty sure it was tariffs. But I just don't get it because there's like. But, but on what? Wait, wait, hold um, on. We got we have someone in the audience here. We have uh, a commenter here. We go. Commenter. He said a war between those who hold crypto and those who don't. <laughs> oh my gosh! <laughs> Terrifying cop. Let's take that off. I can't, I, can't, I can't tell if they're advocating for that or if that was the plot of the first Star Wars. <laughs> I, I, I'm gonna have to go with a little bit of column A and column B over here. George Lucas really figured it out. Best answer. Oh. Now, now we're going to get into the news, Tim. This is a news show, uh, and uh, we cover the news. Alex is our, our legal analyst. He went to Cardozo Law School. Mm. Is, that, is that right? You went to That's right. Cardozo That's, Law School. Uh, you're pronouncing no, it the right way. Yeah. Right. Which is Yeshiva yeah, where University. Is that? It's the Yeshiva University's law school. Uh, the uh, campus itself is located in the village. I think it's on Fifth Avenue and Twelfth Street. Nice building. Mm. Yes. So, Tim, basically, and as you know, you listen to every episode, uh, mm-hmm. Alex, uh, basically, he, he uses his legal analyst mind to, to break okay. down the news for us, and then we just rip yeah. on it. Uh, so, top story, um, Biden won the election, quote unquote, <laughs> um, and uh, Trump is taking him to court in about seven, eight states. What's going on with that, Alex? I mean, it's the it, the funny thing is it's not a it's really not a, a traditional legal challenge uh, in the sense that in most cases where it comes up, it's because there are legitimate issues um, in very, very close elections. So, you know, and that typically comes up in more local elections because the voter pool is a bit smaller and the margins uh, aren't wide. Is it, is it and, perhaps also because they have a bird's eye view of what's going on in local elections? So they're like, this happened. Right, right. So, and the, yeah, there's a little bit more of a, a micro thing, because basically what Trump is alleging here is that there's been a, a conspiracy, a massive pattern of uh, these 
uh, you know, these irregularities as they're called, these voting irregularities. The thing is in, in most traditional cases, the kinds of irregularities, uh, irregularities that you see uh, that often come up uh, are in the opposite direction. So it's less that uh, there are more votes uh, than there should be. And it's they more that people- the been, votes. It's, yeah, it's more that people have been excluded unfairly. Uh, the, I would say that's in 90% of elections in the United States, like that's typically uh, where the litigation lies. And so in, in these cases, what's been happening is Trump has sort of been um, seeding these, uh, these, these smaller claims Typically what happens is uh, there's a lawsuit, there's an affidavit attached to it. Uh, a guy who is a, a political observer there says, I wasn't allowed to view the process. Uh, you know, there are trucks coming in with uh, ballots uh, flying up. <laughs> One guy said there was way too many military voting Biden. Yeah, so yeah. the military Trump? <laughs> <laughs> right, and, that, and, that, and that's part of the thing too. Uh, when they've been making these arguments, they've been pointing to the statistical models and saying like, you know, well, based on, uh, I forget the name of it, it's like Schelling's Law or something. Uh, the way that these votes are breaking down is like a, a technical impossibility. There's no way it, it could happen. And the, the thing is, it's, when you look at all the evidence, it's more likely that like, hey, you know, this was an unprecedented year. Uh, with several factors that made the president very unpopular that likely uh, shifted the voting demographics just enough uh, for him to lose the election. Because the the alternative is basically a situation where the Democrats have been keeping, uh, you know, thousands upon thousands of ghost voters this entire time. <laughs> waiting never for vote. <laughs> never vote for, never vote. Never vote. for House. They just never come out yeah, except to beat it. Trump barely. <laughs> Exactly. Exactly. Just to beat Trump barely. And the thing is, and they've somehow managed to enlist uh, members of uh, electoral uh, commissions on the local, state and federal level. Everyone's keeping their mouths shut. And then they've also gotten the post office into it because the post office has to validate yeah. the, the ballots from the, uh, you know, from the dead voters. The who, state attorney know. general. Yeah, exactly. Wow. So everyone's in the pocket. Not only that, the DO, you know, the DOJ is somehow like not doing anything about about okay, it. Either. Well, here, so there was that memo. But, we got a yeah. guy here. We got a guy here. He writes for the Tonight Show. Tim, <laughs> you work for the media. The low, how did you do it? How did you pull it off? Yeah. How did I pull what off? Yeah, how did you, you pull off these fake votes? <laughs> <laughs> you're saying I wrote. What's amazing is you're describing that. It sounds like the recap to like the 15th season of a reality show that you, the, the, the quick like 30 second recap, it's, it's pretty crazy. I don't think I followed 90% uh, of what you said. Is there a way for you to put it in Star Wars terms? Star Wars my, term. big, my big question is we all know that, that there's a rule of two with the Sith. Is Darth Vader the master or the apprentice? Oh, oh this is good. This is good. So, well, and well, to bring this into a Star Wars universe, so basically what they're saying is that uh, there's all these all these force ghosts have been, <laughs> you know, you got Obi Wan Kenobi voting for people. There you we go. Okay, showing up at this thing, you know, yeah. every Jedi who's ever existed has come out of the woodwork, and they've somehow, despite the fact that Trump won more Jawas and Gungans <laughs> than any other. <laughs> any other emperor in history uh you know somehow he still manages to lose folks yeah that's the the, the star wars thing that's the, right? yeah exactly the midichlorians that's the thing they're arguing about they're talking about midichlorians uh it ain't about the midichlorians yeah <laughs> yeah I, I it cracks me up because i really think what what happened is he basically was like hey there's two things going on one 
I low-key wish Obama and Hillary fought 2016 a little bit as much as Trump is fighting this one now. You know, maybe it would have been unhealthy yeah. for the country, but just a little bit of court, you know, like Hillary, uh, um, what do you call it, uh, conceded uh, almost when she when Trump had like 220 votes, you know, not even 270. She was just like, oh, he's probably going to win. And he did. And look, maybe like it did like work out for the best of like peaceful or whatever. But <laughs> it's just like this guy's got a lot of fight in him. He's, he basically sent lawyers to seven states, and he's just like he did what what uh, Bush did with uh, 9/11, where he's just like find a way to figure out why this is Iraq's fault. You know, basically, it's like he's just like, look, I don't know what the fuck is going on, but let's figure out a way to make this voter fraud, and uh, people lawyers will do it because that, that's they're paid. What, what are they paid? Four hundred dollars an hour? Oh, that's what, that's what, like that's a nineteen ninety figure, Alexis. Like you have you have guys now who are up to like a thousand, twelve hundred, yeah, uh, easily for some of these white shoe firms, and that, and that's the thing of it too. It's like you know, part of it is uh, is partisan. Uh, you know, people are <laughs> this person. We have a person in our comments who's really pushing yeah. for crypto. Yeah, he's saying pay the lawyers in crypto. That's what he says. Porridge kebab. Is that the, is that the same person? Yeah. <laughs> this person's really like, you know, they start pumping uh, chain link tonight. There's a cryptocurrency <laughs> fan in our audience who's just pushing cryptocurrency. A, a cryptocurrency fan is still a fan. Yeah. <laughs> I haven't kicked them out. I like it. We have it there. But uh, but yeah, like, you know, a lot of these guys are hired guns. Uh, the thing is, like, this is their specialty. This is what they do. Uh, if you got the money, they'll, uh, they'll get the time. Yeah. And so, uh, yeah, for them, you know, it's a, the same way that a murderer has, is entitled to an attorney as well. It's like, you know, you did a bad thing, but if you got the money, you can buy yourself a pretty damn good case. And I think uh, and that's what Trump is trying to do at this point, uh, though. I think there, a lot of these emails that have been going out, people have pointed out that the uh, primary goal seems to be to pay off the campaign's debt. And then the money will start going towards the actual litigation of these cases. Yeah. And even. Um Here's another thing, you know, Trump can't go out as a loser because his brand will suffer badly. Right. So he basically needs to go out as a guy who is cheated so that he can keep the money train going, you know, for whatever his shit he does coming up uh, the next four years before he runs again. <laughs> right. I, I, I do think it's going to be starting his own uh, alternative news network. Like, I think that's the that was the, the big talk after 2016 that if he'd lost, he was likely going to will launch. They a be, will they be having any comedy? <laughs> I think, yeah, I think full on streaming service is where we're yeah, going. There we go. Yeah, yeah. you're not Alexis, they're gonna need janitors. So yeah. you got a future boy. You I'll know what? You as what. long as they give me an half an hour at 2 a.m., I'll clean the shit out of that place. Get me? That'll get SAG. I'll be, I'll be SAG eligible. Oh boy! On the uh, Trump News Network, TNN, the Alexis Pereira Show on TNN. Characters welcome. <laughs> Characters welcome. Oh God. Um, that, but you know, it's interesting about a Trump news network, you know, maybe I'm a little more skeptical. It's his personality. People like people don't like the personalities around him. All the personalities around him are like, like fucking grifters. And you know, there's grifters on the Democrats too, but they're not popular. Like they're like, what, what is that other, there's that new, uh, uh, news station that people are talking about. One yeah. American news network. Yeah. Yeah. And it wasn't why it's so crazy because it sounds just like that news network. Didn't the onion have the onion? It sounds just like that every time we hear about it. Yeah. And it says OAN. Is that what it is? It's OA, one American, one American news network. 
Yeah. yeah. Have you ever watched it? It's... Um, I don't think it's on. I don't think like it's easy to get. I think you have to have a satellite and you have to order it special. Oh, got um, it. I, I somehow ended up watching some, and it it, it is strange. I, I don't know. I don't. Have, I don't have anything specific she, to say about it. There is weird. one popular girl. Oh, girl. Sorry, a woman who was, <laughs> uh, uh, who who was kind of like a crossover hit. Uh, and she has a show on there. I can't huh. remember that was. She like dated uh, the guy from Daily Show. I don't know. I can't remember. Yeah, yeah. That's it. Start to, so the, is this the hot goss section Breaking of the show? Rumor mill I need to know what guy oh, from the Daily Show. Date. That uh, gal from OAN. Yeah. Excuse me, woman. <laughs> um, first of all, we we love women on this show. We have them on oh, all, very often. We speak of them well. So you know, <laughs> so my lady listeners. There you go. Uh, so yeah, I guess I guess so. I, I'm I'm interested. Now here's what I here's what I told my mom. My mom was freaking out. My mom uh, is from Colombia. Already lived through a coup. Already lived through civil war and strife. She said she doesn't want it here. She said that's why I came here. That's why I raised you here. And I told her I think Trump is going to be up to this until the uh, electors votes in December 11th, December 12th, whatever. I think it's I think it might be December. I think it's December 14th this year. Yeah. yeah. So, I think Trump will be doing this until they vote because he doesn't have to do anything. He doesn't have to call Biden. Mm. Like he doesn't. Here's the thing: like Trump hates tradition that he doesn't have to do, and you know, God bless him for that. Uh, but uh, basically, he's just like, why do people concede before you have to? And I'm like, all right, fine. I think that's what he's doing, and I think he's just going to keep it going until December 14th, and then after which he'll just be like, I, it got stolen from me. There's nothing I can do. I'm trying to preserve democracy. I'm going to step down. That's my guess, and I hope that they play it while I'm in prison. So that's <laughs> when you go to prison for loving women. Yes, <laughs> that'll be my defense. My only crime was that I loved women. <laughs> what do I always say? Horny is legal. Oh, okay. It's what you do when you're horny. It's like driving drunk. Oh my god! <laughs> you can drive you drunk tattoo home. that on your back. <laughs> right. Yeah, it's gonna be Did the quote hit? that pops up at the end of the second season of The Vow. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so moving on. Uh, uh, several of <laughs> our female listeners uh, signed off on that one. And, some and our non-gender egg people. Thank you. Thank you. No hair on those bodies, <laughs> the way I like it. Um, so the ACA, the uh, Obamacare, uh, went to the Supreme Court. Was uh, they, Did they do it on over phone or Skype, Alex? I don't even they, they did it via, I believe they did it via phone or teleconference. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they did teleconference. Which is very funny that they pulled that out. It's almost like even harder now today to do a teleconference. <laughs> Just got to go to like Salvation Army to find it. Like I need a phone with nine buttons. I don't know where you can find it. Um, so uh, they did a teleconference with uh, uh, the Supreme Court where the ACA was argued. I think Texas is the one who's, who's you know, Texas and then the uh, uh, Trump's lawyers uh, signed a um, concurrent why am I doing this? You should do it. <laughs> what happened? <laughs> uh, yeah. and, and while you're at it, can you explain the origin of the term oral arguments? Every time I read that in a headline, in an article, my mind wanders. Is yeah, oral, oral comes from the Latin for mouth. There you go. <laughs> an argument. An argument. The Latin, Latin for girlfriend. That's the way of it. So the um, long story short in this case, as we all know, many, many years ago, many moons ago, the uh, <laughs> the ACA was challenged uh, back in, I believe back in 2012, the litigation reached the Supreme Court. 
Justice John Roberts writing for the majority at that point in time uh, analyzed the uh, the constitutionality of the act. There was a big argument if it was a big congressional overreach. They didn't have the authority to uh, enforce this act upon Americans. And the big thing uh, for Roberts was that he said that the uh, the mandate uh, which required people who didn't uh, fall under one of the plan's exceptions and didn't buy insurance, um, the $500 uh, penalty that they would have to pay counted as a tax, and therefore the act was legal under Congress's tax power. So we fast forward many years. The Trump administration basically says, like, hey, we're tearing the sucker out. Uh, we're not doing the, uh, the, individual, yeah, the individual mandate, as it's called, anymore. And so the the states are basically over it saying like, well, the uh, basically the individual mandate was the only thing that made this sucker legit in the first place. So without that, the rest of the law is is meaningless. It's moot. Uh, it's struck down as a um, as a uh, legal mechanism, basically, as an operation of law. And so uh, the Fifth Circuit uh, upheld the uh, the state's argument, basically saying that yeah, the uh, the mandate is the act. Without the mandate, there is no uh, there is no teeth to the a ACA. Uh, it ceases to be. And so uh, they took it up to the uh, Supreme Court. The Trump administration filing its concurring opinion with the state, siding with the uh, challenging states, basically saying like yeah, that interpretation is right. We agree with that. Uh, the the law has no teeth anymore. It's pointless. Uh, and then we get to the arguments. And Alexis, I think you were actually following these a little bit closer than I was uh, at the time. So you yeah, can so, Star Wars, uh, please. So basically, what um, it was surprising because you know we people expected the Supreme Court to immediately say no tax, right? There's no law anymore. But uh, Roberts and Kavanaugh immediately asked, why did the Supreme Court, uh, why did the uh, Congress not overturn it when they had the chance? And basically, uh, what happened was uh, they, the Texas lawyer or whatever was like, oh, I don't know, they just didn't do it, but it doesn't matter because it's not legal, right? And, and they kind of kept repeating, like, you had the chance to overturn it, and you didn't. So it looks like this is an important function of the government. If you have the chance to overturn it and you don't because you're afraid of what might happen, Robert Roberts even said, it's not my job to, to do unpopular things that might ruin the, the country. So, you know, either you, you should have done it. Now, he didn't say what, what he'll rule, but uh, basically it seemed like they were going to uh, bring up an argument called severability, which is they're just going to be like, the tax, okay, it's gone, fine. But the rest of it stays. We're severing the tax and it stays. It looks like that's where they're leaning to, which is basically Trump saved Obamacare by accident. Oh, <laughs> uh, boy. Tim, what do you think? <laughs> uh, you know, I, it's hard to think anything these days. I, 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 I'm sorry. I feel like I'm horrible at these. <laughs> I, I need to I need to go to punditry school or something. Um <laughs> Yeah, uh, 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 that's fine. That's fine. Yeah, I think that most people react to. to yeah. I mean, the thing is, like, watching a lot of this, it is like very. It's this very technical, like, you know, you know, what does this shit matter? Uh, <laughs> from well, no, from a legal realist perspective, it's kind of like, look, you know, this thing set up a system, uh, an, an administrative thing, and the you know the argument that's being bandied about now is this that like. 
like, oh, you know, well, the, you know, this basis, this like, you know, very small technical reason that the the thing was allowed to the entire uh, scheme uh, was allowed to go on has been removed, but it doesn't change the uh, the effectiveness or the uh, the purpose of the rest of the law as it exists. And the you know, I think the the argument of severability is sort of interesting because it's kind of like, you know, we do expect uh, Congress to kind of like go back on itself and like improve, make the laws better and everything else. And so if this, the court says like, hey, uh, you can firm this thing up and they don't do it, like, you know, why put it into the courts to have to rip the whole thing apart and send the nation into chaos, yeah. which is basically what uh, Justice John Roberts, who, who's made a, a face turn, no, a heel turn, as it's called in, uh, in wrestling, right? He's one of the, you know, one you of the same. Both. Ones, you can do both. It depends on which side you are. If you're a Nazi, he did a heel turn. <laughs> <laughs> but if you're one of the good guys, he did a kickball chain. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, it was surprising to see what they, I mean, I, you never know what they're going to say at the end of the day because they just might just make a specious argument and just go, okay, it, we're overturning it, whatever. But uh, I, I was really happy. Even Coney Barrett was just kind of like, you know, why, why, like, again, they all hit them with why didn't Congress overturn it? And, you know, I've mentioned in previous episodes, uh, Trump, I mean, this is like, this is the way politicians talk, and I just hate it. Trump has no plan, okay? He has no plan. He was able to neutralize a lot of people by saying Trump that he had a plan. He said, I have a plan and I'll enact it easily. It'll take five minutes. The House passed a plan. They they couldn't do it. The, the House was like, here's our plan, or, or the Senate rather. Oh, it was the House. The House sent, uh, made the plan. They couldn't do it, okay? Trump never, ever, ever, ever said, okay, we won't do that bad plan. We'll do my plan now. There is no plan from the Trump administration. And he's just been coasting on not doing anything. So that's kind of just been what the last four years have been. I think, and I, you know what, again, I think that these are things that hurt him in the general election. I think people were like, maybe he will figure it out. I don't know. Maybe he will. Like, I want to roll the dice with this guy. And he didn't do it. Because again, I don't love Obamacare either. Like, I think Obamacare is still private plans. It's extremely expensive. There's a very low floor for getting free health insurance or med Medicaid. You know, like you had to give to make like twenty four, yeah, maybe thirty thousand yeah, dollars. Yeah, it's basically like just above the poverty line, uh, and then essentially once you trip over, I think it's like twenty four or thirty in New York. Uh, you're you're paying three hundred, four hundred bucks a month for uh, for a low, like whatever the base bronze plan thing is, whatever. Guess what? If you make twenty four thousand dollars, and it doesn't matter where you live, you're not living. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> all right, you're pretty broke. Oh uh, gosh, Tim, how broke, how, yeah. how broke have you been in your life? <laughs> <laughs> oh, I've Give been, us some numbers I've been here. Numbers. I've been pretty broke. I, I, I think you know how I define personally in my life how broken the system is is the fact that I don't know how to how to do anything when I walk into two buildings. One is the bank, and the other is a hospital. I don't know who to talk to. I don't know yeah. what to say. I don't know what the words are. I don't know what anything means when I go to the bank. Or the hospital. I don't even. Uh, <laughs> I I know the word insurance. I don't know what it is. I don't know how it works. I don't know the details. Yeah. I don't know. You know. You know. I don't even. I, I don't even know what I'm gonna have to pay for by the time I I do whatever. You know. So, and I I, I, I don't think I'm alone. But you know. You know. It, it takes a lot of weird work to to learn this stuff. And even I, I feel like I've gotten to those phases where I feel like I know the basics. There is always 
to quote Qui-Gon Jinn in The Phantom Menace, a bigger fish. <laughs> a lot of Star Wars references today. I don't know what those movies on. Seven brought to you by Star Wars. Apparently. When, I was, I, when I was in Chicago, uh, me and my friend Ian were were once so broke. Should we all just do I was once so broke jokes? Sure, let's do sure, it. Sure, sure, sure. broke. <laughs> that... Uh, uh, how did this work? We were both negative in in our bank accounts, and we had done this uh, this dog show. We did it. We did a uh, we did comedy at a dog bar, and um, <laughs> and <laughs> and they they weren't going to pay us cash. They were going to pay us with with uh, uh, whatever. It all ended up with us uh, with uh, with us going to a uh, uh, with with them having to get or. I don't remember the logic. Anyway, we ended up um, surviving uh, off of peanut M&Ms at one point in our lives. And we specifically (laughs) had this person (laughs) who was getting cash out or something at the grocery store. And she was like, oh, what should I buy? And then we were both analyzing the all the items at that at the counter, the trying to figure content. out which one had the most sustenance. And it was oh it was the peanut M&Ms. And that's that was, uh, so yeah, you know, I, that's what you I got got your got your protein to, to get your fats. That's yeah. All you yeah. Need. yeah. Uh, I've never been that broke. That's, that's incredible. <laughs> I'm surprised you've made it this far. Um, but uh, I have I, when I first uh, um, had a part-time job that got me health insurance because like I, I worked 20 hours a week and there was a union. Uh, I, I showed my insurance to the dentist and he just goes, uh, pretend you didn't pretend you ran out of here. Uh, and I'm like, what? <laughs> and he's like, I make more money if you <laughs> just pretend. Oh wow! You know, and I'm like, all right. Wow. You know, uh, Alex says had to watch his dad suck gas out of a car, <laughs> so that's. <laughs> That's pretty bad. I think we already know. It, 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 the worst part was he was stealing from his own car. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, no, we used to like. A, I've told this story, this horrible story on uh, this show before, but um, we had this old van uh, that we used to get around everywhere. And one time, we decided to take a, uh, a road trip from our small town in Northern California to visit my uncle in Oregon. Uh, and what normally is a six-hour drive ended up being a 24-hour drive because this uh, van literally broke down uh, every five to ten miles or so. And at one point in time, my father um, took a length of hose and went to suck the gas out of the tank. And in the course of doing so, swallowed the gas and then had intestinal bleeding for the rest of his life. Walking Dead style. Yeah, Walking Dead style. So, wow. Jesus. There you go. So yeah, we, we eventually got to Oregon. It wasn't that great. Wow. <laughs> my, my joke would have been, I'm so broke, I used hand-me-down toilet paper. <laughs> <laughs> that, that's what I was prepared to go to until Alexis brought my family drama. Thank well, you. <laughs> that's what I'm here for. You know, wow. Uh, yeah. That, so that's kind of how I um, feel about the uh, healthcare in this country. You know, I think I don't know how Alex feels, but uh, I'm, I'm sure a lot <laughs> of us here uh, feel that socialized medicine might be a little better than uh, people uh, dying of uh, because they got cancer. So, I know. Yeah. I, I, I generally agree with that. I don't like the name socialized medicine because, you know, I think it can be snappier, pumpier. Um, the thing, well, the interesting thing I note, too, with the whole uh, the Trump's Trump's attempt at um, a reform or uh, not even reform, I guess the destruction uh, is that the they did a uh, I've done studies on this and they said that part of the reason that there was so much initial um, 
pushback against Obamacare when it was first rolled out was because as a as a human function, uh, people are are scarcity uh, sort of uh, tuned. And so because of that, if you threaten to take anything away, even if it's super duper shitty, uh, they'll hold on to it more. And yeah. so we saw that in terms of the initial push uh, to get Obamacare. And then after Trump came in, it was sort of the same thing. Because even people who weren't fans of the plan, who didn't love it, uh, the, the the concept of having to give it up uh, turned them off. Well, and you know, so, I'm, about wow. to freak out. I'm about to freak out because and I know this is you saying it. it, but they had a shot. They had a shot <laughs> yeah. to do what they wanted. Okay, they were that, that really makes me understand uh, the South during the Civil War. The way you broke that down, <laughs> never thought of it that way. Go like, for it. You no, know, please, please. Yeah. Now, what resources you know. the South have that they wanted to hold on to? <laughs> <laughs> they they wanted to hold on to their states' rights. I don't understand, Tim. You're not. <laughs> I wish I knew. I'm not a history wish major. Actually, I was a history major. So. Um, yeah. So that that. That's true too, but um, people are not stupid. That's another thing. People are not stupid. If if if, if people were uh, upset about Obamacare ruining their lives, you know, mo most people, they'd, I'm sure they'd be happy about it. But basically, uh, stuff like you know, your your child can be on insurance until they're 26. If you're a woman, you don't have to pay double for insurance. Your birth control is you covered. You know, like these are like things that people want. <laughs> Yeah. Um, and uh, I don't think that people were just like, like, I think people were just like, it's not good enough. Because, because again, it, you know, the whatever, it's like 57 to uh, 43 um, uh, uh, has an approval rating, uh, Obamacare. And I think that other 43, I'm going to sound like Tucker Carlson here. Or <laughs> like, I think that other 43, it's split between people who don't like it at all and people who wish it was better. And, and you and know what would make it better? Do you know what would make it better? If it came with a nice shiny pamphlet that just explained what's going on. Yeah. <laughs> That's all I want. And maybe I sound like Donald Trump when I say that. It sounds like a simple, <laughs> sounds like a simple solution, but I want a nice lofty pamphlet, gold leaf. Uh, <laughs> we are the best pamphlets, folks. And I don't I want pictures, just pictures, no words. Yeah. Every, <laughs> here's, a, yeah. here's something that kind of keeps me up at night a little bit it's it's hard for me to i you know people the question is is donald trump actually dumb is i mean he's dumb in some ways but clearly there's something that he's doing that is to his benefit oh no, pretty, well, yeah no he's pretty not consistently well, yeah. so so he's he's not know, well read but he's uh he's very sharp i think yeah like guy. he and to me, the the weird thing that he's he he does that that uh, <laughs> that that a lot of people don't know how to cope with. To me, is that he has embraced the absurd things about him one hundred percent. Like he is he he has embraced that he is a meme and, to the point that it you know no joke almost no commentary really hits him. Yeah. And I, I don't think uh, any system <laughs> uh, has been prepared for, for something like that. Well, yeah. he, he does, whatever works, that's his thing. Whatever works and whatever annoys yeah. the other side. That's his like thing. Even, I think, yeah, I think at this point he's got he's had enough money and enablers that you can just and like like most people at that level, you can just kind of exist at a completely different uh, plane uh, than the average person. 
Because, like, you know, I tell you, like, you know, Alexis, you know, sometimes says crazy things, too. And, <laughs> you know, egg people or not, they don't let him get away with it. But, <laughs> yeah. but Trump does it. And, you know, they give him his own TV show. For me, <laughs> it didn't really click in until I think the day of the election. He posted that video of a montage of him dancing to the YMCA song. Oh, yeah. Remember that? Macho and it, to me, I was like, he has... He it was almost like he subverted the Vic Berger edit. You know what I mean? Like he <laughs> like he embraced almost like this adult swim absurd take on himself. That you know what? Honestly, that's a brilliant point. Uh he does he is willing to go to he loves battling. He loves <laughs> battling. And just like if and I I think you're to your point, like there's like Vic Berger edits of him, and he's just like, Oh yeah? Watch this, huh? I'm gonna fucking Vic Burger the Fourth over here, you know? <laughs> God, um, yeah, this is uh, he. He loves it. He just loves that whole thing, and you know, he doesn't get yeah. to do it anymore. That's that's why he's so sad. I think my favorite meme was when the uh, the Greenland uh, purchase came out, and then he posted from from the pre- from his account, his personal account, uh, a picture of a uh, I think it was a Vista in Greenland with a big Trump tower on it, and said yeah. like, "Looking good." <laughs> <laughs> but it, it, it's it's also the fact that he knows that that's a distraction and it's like yeah. we it's and no one can resist making fun of it but making fun of it kind of feeds in to his whole thing it's like a, a this crazy cycle yeah no i love it i'm gonna i i'm studying it i'm copying it and one day i will <laughs> Okay, so uh, yeah, let's move on uh, to the next bit of news. Uh, Speaking of uh, Trump, we already talked some vaccines, so we can skip that news story, uh, maybe come back to it later. But uh, Trump firing almost everybody at the White House. What's going on here, Alex? Uh, He got rid of uh, Esper. Right, Uh, Mark Esper, the uh, Secretary of Defense. Yeah. And the friendly ghost. (laughs) Esper, the friendly ghost. (laughs) That's the Spanish version. I watched that show. Uh, yeah, I mean, like it's 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 sort of hard to uh, to fathom a bit. Normally, in a in a transition, uh, you don't, and especially from a, a one term president, you typically don't see a bunch of shakeups in the uh, the last two minutes of the game. You know, yeah. it's kind of like it's more like I guess it's more like football, right? If you're way down. What happens is you take the knee and then like, you know, the clock runs out or whatever, right? Because you don't want to, you know, you want to get an injury or something. That's not what they do, but that's, that's, not, that, that's what they do, right? They take if a you're knee. Losing, if you're, you're losing. You're losing. I mean, I guess, it, I guess it depends on like the situation. You know, if you're like, if you don't need People to win the game. Losing, don't take the knee, Alex. <laughs> all right. All right. It doesn't matter Look, if you're down 50. What's, there's, I've definitely seen a game where a team was losing and they basically like, they I, they gave up essentially. Sure, like, they, that's, they give up. They definitely give, they give up, up, but they don't. All right, yeah, so they, they, yeah, they, they give up. They br- they bring in like, all right, fine. So they don't take the knee, but they bring in the second, the third string guy. They're like, yeah, let the kid have a, you know, have a shot <laughs> yeah, or something right. like that, right? That sounds about right. Mm-hmm. You know, you don't want the star quarterback getting fucked up. And so the, uh, typically in, in these situations, you don't see a lot of movement. You don't see these kinds of shakeups. You don't see somebody trying to get uh, policy done. And so the, the Defense Department one is like a bit strange because it seems to be uh, like there are some moves being made. Uh, they're talking about trying to withdraw uh, troops from, uh, from Afghanistan uh, and from the Middle East. Like that's, uh, that's a, a thing that Trump has pushed for a long time. 
Uh, and so it's it's hard to know if that's like, you know, is he trying to deliver on a campaign promise that he made yeah. or is he trying to fuck up, uh, you know, basically setting something in motion so that way when Biden comes in, uh, like if he wants uh, troops in the Middle East, he's going to have to redeploy them himself. You know, that might be that might be his stroke of genius, honestly, because that would bring down the Democrats. I know, but that would bring down Democrats forever. Oh, the for Democrats sure. Democrats went back to the Middle East. Oh, my God. Like, that's it. That, there's right. no Democratic Party anymore. So that's are the parties shifting? Um, it feels like they are. I feel like I don't know what's happening, but and I'm speaking very generally. I'm not, you know, a, um, a policy wonk, if that is a a real term. Um, <laughs> Not on this show, but okay. <laughs> <laughs> but it, things are, especially when I think about how much Joe Biden was, was kind of reaching across the aisle to, to, um, to the right in order to, to win this election. I guess the, the democratic party has kind of been more center at times and maybe similar to to what Joe Biden's presidency seems to be. But I don't know, with, with all the things that are that are brewing right now, do, do you think like, how do you think things are? Are things evolving? Are, are like the definitions of what the Democratic Party are now going to be the same 10 years from now? Um, I, I, I get what you're saying that basically, who's the pro war party? basically right is that what you're saying yeah yeah sort of yeah um and i don't i don't know it's tough to say because look you know trump was selling weapons to the middle east like crazy um he was not an isolationist uh maybe he didn't have like a big ground invasion but you know i don't think obama did either like he did the surge um but so did trump at one point you know like all these guys they're all like doing like kind of they're, they're all doing like uh, nobody's doing what Bush did, basically. Nobody's doing what Bush did where he invaded Iraq. But everybody's accusing each other of basically doing that. You know, like, you're the one who wants to do this. You're the one who wants to do that. But I do think it is getting blended. Like, it's hard to tell which party would try to stop bombing other countries, stop drone bombing other countries, stop selling weapons. Like, they're all, you know, they all seem to be doing it. And I think just what your point about like Biden reaching over to the right being like, oh, we'll continue doing this stuff. Like, yeah, I think Democrats are just like, we're going to play that game too. Yeah, I think ultimately it's good for business. So it will likely continue. Uh, I would say that the trend in the United States, though, it tends to uh, to drift left uh, when we think about politics and just sort of like the orientation of the country as well. Uh, if you were to compare a... Um, you know, a Democrat from a hundred years ago, uh, they'd probably be considered pretty, pretty conservative by oh, today's standards. Yeah, I mean, that's, yeah. I mean, and that's, that's hundred years ago. Years ago, if you compare the sort of the progressive wing of the Democratic Party to now to 25 years ago to, to you know, 50 years ago, Obama, uh, you know, said that he was, uh, you know, publicly stated that he was against gay marriage or that rather he believed that a marriage uh, was between a man yes, and a yeah, woman. Yeah. And I, I, you know, I personally believe that he never actually believed that, but his public, um, you know, um, uh, opinion, uh, the one that he, you know, the one that he based a platform on, uh, was with that idea and we're in a completely different place. And so I think that's, you know, sort of the story of the country going forward too. I think as time goes on, I think you'll, you'll see some, uh, some movement, uh, to the left, 
Uh, we have a comment from <laughs> 10 years. Whoever didn't embrace crypto will look the way people look against you. <laughs> oh my gosh. At this point, I'm starting to think crypto is a person and not, uh, <laughs> crypto, not a form of money. Yeah, crypto, the angry ghost. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so I think I think ultimately, like there will there'll likely be some uh, you know movement of the polls uh, at some point in time. Um, but in terms of like, who's going to call the shots, it's, it's difficult to see, um, it, the party getting, uh, sort of recentering its power base further to the left. Like, I don't necessarily know that that will happen. Yeah. If you'll see something like, uh, AOC becoming kind of like the, uh, the central, the voice of authority, uh, within the party. Uh, even now, like there's, there's been a lot of argument. I don't know if this is you know necessarily online because there's, there's been, um, lots of finger pointing over for why the Democrats did not uh, perform better uh, in the uh, in Congress or in the Senate, and the uh, the centrists are saying that it's because the uh, the more progressive elements of the party were too alienating. Uh, the progressive parts of the party are saying that the centrists just uh, didn't get with the program and tried to compromise with the right too much. Yeah, and hey, so, hey, hey. as we all remember, Obama ran a very leftist campaign in two thousand eight. And he lost. So, <laughs> famously crushed. You know, he, Obama famously lost by by 12 million votes by running a very left-sided campaign. Right. So, but that's but the, the other thing with that, Alexis, too, is that, you know, at, at the time, I think, you know, we came in thinking that Obama might be like sort of the, the swing. Well, the, a friend at the time put it to me that it might be the swing back on the pendulum of the Reagan revolution. And, you know, ultimately looking at the way that Obama governed, I, you know, I'd have to disagree. You know, we didn't uh, disentangle ourselves from the Middle East. I don't necessarily think we reoriented our, our economy. We, still, uh, we destroyed more unions, you know. Yeah, offshore, yeah. So like, like, so yeah, so like, you know, I think we, we sort of got like the same sort of uh, level-headed, very even-handed president that we've had in most cases up until uh, this last one <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, with Obama. And and so, yes, yeah, so I don't necessarily know, like, you know, that might make for like decent optics and maybe a better story. But in terms of the actual uh, result at the end, like, I don't think we're going to uh, to get sort of that progressive leadership yeah. at a national level. And by the way, just to get to kind of like another again, to your point, Tim, I wouldn't be surprised if there was an actual anti-war party that would come up big. I don't know. I just feel that way. I feel like yeah. there's like elements of the left and the right that are just tired of us. That's kind of other people. Yeah, I've I've been feeling. Um, I've I've just been having this feeling since the last election that some sort of viable third party is emerging. I just don't know um, exactly what that is or or how that would even function. And again, this is Tucker just like Carlson me party. um but but just like the amount and it's kind of it's kind of me connecting the dots of everything it's like the number of streaming services like there's so many options for everything but politics it seems and i think uh americans and and people all, all over the world are like are are becoming so niche that yeah. these parties don't um don't f- apply to us the way that they used to, I guess, if that makes sense. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It hundred percent makes sense. And you know, it's interesting. We are voting in like 1950 style voting. Like 
if, if voting ever becomes digital and like, because like the biggest problem is like you actually need a lot of paperwork to run for office and you need paperwork on the ground. You need people like literally signing shit, literally signing, <laughs> literally handing in papers in different cities. That's how you that's how you get people on the ballot. And I think that's the biggest hurdle be, 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 like for a third party. And uh, hey, you know what? Like if they digitize this shit, well, you know, I don't know. It sounds like a good opportunity for crypto. There you go. Crypto Crypto will be Kanye West's running mate. There we go. I'd vote for a Kanye crypto ticket. Yeah. Get us out of Pakistan. Kanye, if you're listening, I hope you get the help you need, buddy. All right. Um, so that is our, our show. Uh, Tim, thank you for coming on. Yeah, thank thanks for having me on. I hope I you know I was a good guest. I always you know, since being in quarantine, um, you know, I don't, I don't, uh, I, you know, uh, I don't talk to people as often as I used to. So whenever I do a podcast or, you know, whatever this is live on Twitch, I usually end the conversation apologizing, saying, I hope that was a good conversation. <laughs> well, um, let me but- tell you, everybody loves an apology. Okay, uh, you know, whether it's They're like uh, flowers, listener, everyone loves getting one. that's right, whether it's your listener or sex partner. Okay, uh, apology fills in the gaps. Um, so that's good. So, where can the people see you? Uh, you know, uh, you know, you can you can find me on, on Twitter at, at Tim Barnes 451. That's the, the temperature at which jokes burn. Um, you can also um, check out this weird uh, webcomic thing I've, I've been making, it's called Uncertain Life, and you can find that. Uh, everywhere and um, at uncertainlifecomic.com and it's it's just about a guy like me living in a in a weird weird world. Oh, that's pretty cool. All right, pretty cool. Yeah. Um, and uh, before I go to uh, Alex, um, for my, my our podcast listeners, most people listen to this as a podcast, and increasingly people have been like, "Are you doing this show live? You never <laughs> promote it." So. <laughs> Um, for our podcast listeners, we are doing a live version of this show on Thursdays at 8 p.m. Um, on uh, If you look at my Facebook page, uh, Mr. Alexis Pereira, or my Twitch page, uh, Mr. Alexis Pereira, uh, we are doing a live version. Or my Instagram, uh, Alex just thought we will promote that. Um, and we're trying, we're trying it. Who knows? Something might come up. I might get a gig on Thursday at 8, and I don't do it. So I don't know. Who knows? Community service. Yeah. Yeah. That's a gig. That's a gig. You know what? My judge, my agent. You know, that's what I um, I always say. Uh, but yeah, we are going to try to do this live. Uh, we have had some good looking guests. That's another thing. Tim is a very handsome man. Oh, that's, wow, uh, thank you. Well, you know, Damn. you're looking yeah. sharp. Uh, so I want the people to see it. Well, that'll get people to tune into the, to the We actually yeah. have a few listeners now, and it's like very funny. Whenever there's like a bunch of list, uh, viewers, rather, whenever there's a bunch of viewers, I, w- I wonder if they're just all sitting in a room together commenting on me or something like that. Like, are these my bullies? <laughs> um, so, uh, but uh, as we do every episode, we always end with a uh, <laughs> cat. Um, um, as we do with every episode, we end with a final thought from uh arizona's election uh specialist (laughs) alex estrada alex take us take us Uh, away the election messiah as i call myself (laughs) well Mm -hmm. as everyone knows we're living in in pretty dark times uh here in the united states there's a lot of uncertainty uh we must remember never to fear for fear leads to anger anger leads to hate and hate leads to suffering suffering that's right And suffering leads to 
the Alexis Pereira program now available on Spotify. What the heck is this? <laughs> TV. Excuse me. I told Cut. you to run these monologues by me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. the monologues by you. Yeah, geez. Tell, tell this guy if you want to hear monologue jokes, he gives us one by, you know, fucking Stephen Shepard. <laughs> <laughs>